You're listening to the Easter service preached at Sojourn Church Carlisle. On Easter Sunday, we celebrate our risen Savior and His victory over sin and death. Good morning, Sojourn Church Carlisle. So good to have you. Happy Easter. Um, I am so glad to be able to be able to preach uh, this message with you here this morning. Um, Today's topic, we're going to talk about an unexpected Easter. And we're going to look at John chapter 20, verses 11 through 16. So you read these verses with me. It says these words in John chapter 20, verses 11 through 16. But Mary stood outside the tomb crying. And as she was crying, she stooped to look into the tomb. She saw two angels in white sitting where Jesus' body had been laying, one at the head and the other at the feet. They said to her, woman, why are you crying? Because we've taken, because they've taken away my Lord, she told them. And I don't know where they've put him. Having said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not know it was Jesus. Woman, Jesus said to her, why are you crying? And who is is it that you are seeking? Supposing he was a gardener, she replied, sir, if you carried him away, tell me where you put him and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. And turning around, she said to him in Aramaic, Rabboni which means teacher. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Will you pray with me? Father, we do love you and praise you. We thank you for this great Easter morning you've given us, Lord. This is truly an unexpected Easter, but I pray that you would illuminate your scriptures and you would um, allow our hearts, Lord, to be elevated by the preaching of your word. As always, take my little, make much of it, glorify yourself as only you can and honor yourself. We ask that your word would not come back void, but that some mind would be transformed and some soul be saved for the advancement of your kingdom. In the mighty and matchless name of Jesus, we do pray. Amen. Now, let me begin with the, with the obvious that this is not how I ex- expected today would go. And I'm sure this is also not how you expected Easter Sunday would go in 2020 as well. I remember last year preaching my first sermon here in this very room. I remember the fullness of the congregation, and I remember the excitement of the day. I remember seeing many of your family members packed out in the pews that are now are empty before me. I remember taking uh, our first family picture right here in front of this pulpit. I remember those things, and I I weep and mourn that they are not a reality for us today. But here's a good reminder for us in the midst of this reality, that in times of great uncertainty and in times of great anxiety, God loves to meet his people in the midst of those situations. John 20 begins in, in an entirely bizarre, unexpected way. It reads as follows. Early on Sunday morning, While it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and found that the tomb had been rolled away from the entrance. From the very beginning, we have two surprises here. First, Mary Magdalene is the first witness to the resurrection of Jesus. And if you're going to make up a story about the resurrection, having a woman as your primary witness is not a very good idea. Why? Well, one, because she was a woman. And at that time, as a woman, her testimony would not have been considered valid. Number two, she was a woman with a bad reputation. 
As many of you know, before she met Jesus, she was known as being a woman of the night, if you will. But not only do we see that Mary Magdalene is the first witness to the resurrection, we also see something very interesting. Probably the most interesting thing within, within that causes excitement for Easter today is that the stone had been rolled away and there laid before her was an empty tomb. And I've come to deeply resonate with how Mary responds to this surprise. Look with me in verse 11. It says this, Mary was standing outside the tomb crying. Notice her response. Her response is with that of tears and sorrows. Brothers and sisters, reading this text earlier this week, it was almost as if the Lord himself was telling me that your tears are welcome at Easter too. And if you find yourself holding back tears this morning, if you find yourself holding back sorrow this morning, I hope and pray that Mary's tears remind you of the fact that even at the first Easter, that our tears are welcome before Jesus' empty tomb. Listen to how verse 11 continues. It says, as she wept, she stooped down and she looked into the tomb. Now notice Mary's uh, Easter tears have began to make her curious. She already knew the tomb was empty, but she kept crying and she decided to look in. And then angels met her there in that place of her confusion and in her despair. I think this is a good reminder for us this Easter morning that God loves to meet his people where they are in order to get them where they need to be. God met Adam in his hiding. He met Cain while covered in his brother's Abel's, Abel, Abel's blood. He met Noah while engulfed within a sinful and corrupt world. He met Abraham while still a pagan and, a peg, a pagan and mourning the death of his father, Terah. He met David when he was being overlooked as being the next king of Israel, not even being invited by his brother or his father, Jesse, to come and stand before the prophet Samuel. He met Saul as a murderer while traveling on a road headed towards Damascus. And most evident today, God met his son, Jesus, in a borrowed and soon to be emptied tomb. Notice the response here of the angel in verse 13, the question of the angel in verse 13. The, the, the angel asks this, dear woman, why are you crying? Surely she could not see this at the moment, but we can see it clearly now. Notice that there, there are things that are unexpected. There are things that are disorienting, disorienting, and there are things that are surprising to us that simply are not to God and his angels. A profound lesson we can learn this Easter is to keep on looking for Jesus. Even when you can't see him, even when you can't feel him, even when you can't recognize him, even when you don't understand why he's allowing certain things to happen in your life, and even when you don't think that he knows, even though you, or when you think he knows what he's doing, even when you've never experienced him like this before, keep looking for Jesus. Keep looking for Jesus in your home on Easter morning with your kids throughout the week as you think and as you ponder and as you travel and as you go. Beloved, I encourage you to learn from Mary's example and look for Jesus through 
your tears. Look for him, knowing that there is something obviously going on. Look for him, even though his, his appearance may not be obvious to you. Notice, despite her tears, the Lord was not caught off guard. So he joyfully welcomed the searching tears of someone who loved him. Now, what happens next is truly one of the most shocking details in all of the Bible. Look with me in verse 14. It says, she turned to leave and saw someone standing there. It was Jesus, but she didn't recognize him. I hear someone saying, Pastor Fields, I don't understand. Why should we keep on looking for Jesus? This just doesn't make sense, even when I can't see him or feel him or comprehend what he's doing. We see here from her example that the very thing that she was searching for, the very thing that she was weeping for was right in front of her face, but she just couldn't recognize him. The text is stunningly silent as to what kept her from recognizing him, but I want you to recognize this, that hope was right in front of her. Life was right in front of her, but she just couldn't see it. She was looking at God, but thought it was a gardener. You know, this pandemic has caused a lot of frustration in our own lives, a lot of uneasiness and unexpected things, even up to this very day where we celebrate as Easter, even apart from each other, looking at this very video um, on your computer screen. But I also want you to understand and to recognize something that there is still hope because even this Sunday, today, the internet will be filled with hundreds, if not thousands of Easter sermons proclaiming the name and glory of Jesus. And honestly, if God, if, if God had to use this pandemic just to have that be a reality for us today, blessed be his name. There are two reasons why she didn't recognize him and both help us with what we're facing today. The first reason she couldn't recognize him was this. She was looking for a dead body, not a resurrected man. You see, even though she said, she, even though he, Jesus said he would rise, no one was looking for a resurrected man. She was looking for a body so intently that she was blind to any other option that God placed before her. Despair and anxiety can make us forget the story that we're in. Unexpected Easter's can blind us to the very presence of God, even when he's standing right in front of us. She didn't know what to look for, and she didn't see who was right in front of her. The second reason why she didn't recognize him was not only that she was looking for a dead body and not a resurrected man, but the resurrection is so much more than we can imagine. As the gospel tells us, when God brings new life out of tragedy, it's more beautiful than we could ever imagine. Notice Jesus looked the same. He had the same scars. He had the same height. He had the same weight, but he was yet not the same. Jesus was somehow transformed, made beautiful to such a degree that those closest to him did not even recognize him until he made it clear who he was. Look with me in verse 16 and watch how he makes it clear to Mary of who he is. Verse 16 says this. It says, Jesus said to her, Mary. How does he do it? How does Jesus approach this, unre this unrecognizable, 
um, place that Mary is in? How does he gently remind her of who he is? He simply just spoke her name. And here's hope for you today, that even when you, even, even when um, you may not recognize me, even when you may not recognize Jesus, he simply, he seems to imply, but I still know you. Even when you may not understand if Jesus knows you or recognize you, he still does. Beloved, if you're feeling disoriented, if you're feeling confused, if you are enduring an unexpected Easter rather than celebrating a normal one, I encourage you to find yourself in the story of the scriptures. You see, we have an unexpected story because we serve a God who is, a, who is unafraid of the unexpected. From the very beginning, much of God's story is unexpected. God creates out of nothing, ex nihilo, as the Latin phrase says, it's, that is totally unexpected. And out of an overflow of his goodness and creativity, he makes a beautiful universe, unexpected. He creates a universe that's filled with unexpected wonder simply because he wanted to do it. And then he makes a creature in his own image, in his own likeness, if you will, capable of knowing him and experiencing his goodness, also unexpected. The creature disobeys, but God unexpectedly pursues his prized creation clothes them from their nakedness, protects them from the tree of life by sending them out of the garden of Eden. And then he unexpectedly makes a promise to them that rebellion and brokenness is not how the story will end. Unexpectedly, the story winds through more rebellion, through slavery and miraculous deliverance, through various invasions and disease, and then through centuries of silence. And the question comes up, how would the promise be kept? How would our prayers be answered? How would God respond to his people's rebellion? And then out of the silence of 400 years, we get our answer. No one was expecting God to come. And no one was definitely not expecting him to come as a baby. But unexpectedly, the son of man came. Unexpectedly, the word became flesh and made his home among us. Unexpectedly, he came not to be served, but to serve and give his life for ransom for many. Unexpectedly, his rebellious creation murdered him. And with his dying breath, unexpectedly, he pleads for their forgiveness. But three days later, unexpectedly, he got up. He rose up and he resurrected from the dead. And unexpectedly, weeping Mary, who didn't know it, was standing face to face with the resurrection and the life. And this God, this God who is so good, so patient, so beautiful, he calls her by her name. She didn't recognize him but he was risen. She couldn't see through her tears, but he was risen. And beloved, I want you to know that although this is an unexpected Easter, he is still risen. So listen to me now. I don't know how all this will end. I don't know when we'll be able to meet again, but this one thing I do know, 
New life is coming. Resurrection is coming because I know he is risen. Suffering before glory is the pattern and promise of the Christian life. And here it is no different. And I encourage you to become the kind of person that looks through your tears, looks through your disorientation, looks through the confusion of life, and strain to find the face of God in the midst of it. Look for his presence. Look for the signs of life. Stoop down like Mary and peek your head in. Open up your ears to Jesus calling you by your name. Whatever comes on the other side of this will be so beautiful, we may not even be able to recognize it ourselves. Let this unexpected Easter fill you with hope and joy of our resurrected God and King. I hope that you see a church. I hope that you see how the church, not just locally, but internationally, has quickly adapted how quickly the global church has retooled um, so that we can keep on serving and keep on pursuing the goodness and glory of God, even through virtual learning. He is risen. See, none of this is easy. None of this is what we wanted or how we expected it to go. But none of this will silence the message that Jesus, the hope of the world, is risen and he's reigning. We're a people of the resurrected king, and we can face any circumstance knowing life gets the final word. Jesus calls Mary by her name, and then she recognizes him by his voice. Notice, he doesn't explain what happened or rebukes her tears. They share a brief embrace, and he tells her to go and proclaim, he is risen. Soldier in church, Carlisle. Go and live and embody the reality of Christ's resurrection to a world that's dying to see it today. Knowing this, that he is risen. He is risen indeed. Will you pray with me? Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for the grace it is to know you and be known by you. And we proclaim, God, that you are risen. That you are risen, you are reigning. And we thank you for that. And God, we praise you that every Sunday we get to stop and remind ourselves of the beauty of the gospel. But on this particular Sunday, on this unexpected Easter, we pray an extra measure of your grace and an extra measure of your courage to be bold proclaimers of the resurrection and reality of you leaving that tomb empty on Sunday morning. Father, go before us, make straight our way. Help us, Lord, to live as those who have hope in a resurrected Savior. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. I'm James A.P. Fields, Jr., lead pastor at Sojourn Church Carlisle. Thanks for listening. We're a church that is rooted in the community of South Louisville, and we are seeking to advance the gospel of Christ in South Louisville and beyond. For more sermons, info about our church, and ways you can support our ministry, visit sojournchurch.com backslash Carlisle C-A-R-L-I-S-L-E. God bless.